Got that creaky door fixed. Yes. Uh, I'm glad we did because it was a little bit ridiculous last week, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. A little bit WD-40. Oh, welcome back. Hi, everyone. Yes, season two. Episode two. two. Listeners old and new. If you're old, welcome. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah, yeah. If you're new, welcome to you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, nice. Little yeah. rhyme. Yeah. That's like almost a perfect illustration of what this uh, next hour is going to be like. Oh my god, definitely. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit, a little bit. It's going to be juicy. Can we, t- can we shut the band up? Yeah, yeah, guys, shut yeah. up. Hey, yeah, l- last week I've got um a-, a correction to make when I was talking about the £50 note. Oh, yeah? yeah? And I was challenging you boys in that intense sort of quizzical way to list all the security features. On the fifty-pound note, and you said the raised like braille. That yeah, is, that is a yeah. thing. It is we, a yeah. thing. Me and Steve were like, nah, but we was we was wrong. See, we, I we was, was like, being incorrect. There we go. I am vindicated. Vindicado. Let, let it never be said that we try and intentionally mislead anyone. So I just wanted to good cl- stuff. Clear that up. Good stuff. Yeah. We are a respectable, uh, reputable source of info, and if when a mistake is made, we <laughs> do retractions. Just oh like, yeah, definitely. oh yeah, yeah. If if you've got something that you think we've got wrong in the past, please, well, please do email do get us. in touch because we would hate to be spreading misinformation. Yeah. What's that email address there, Steve? It is elderschamber at gmail.com. What? That's elderschamber at gmail. And what's that Instagram handle there, Steve? Elderschamber. Yes. I'm, I'm not Steve. Sorry, I stepped Sorry, out of man. line there. It's okay, no. That's right. Kind of butted in. It's fine. And the Twitter, Joe? Is it at elderschamber as well? Yes. Oh, God. Uniform all across the plate. Oh, yeah. There's where you can find all your latest Chamber of the Elders news and secrets. PM for Joey's nudes. Yes, please do. Just slide into our DMs. Oh. Okay, so. Should we get it going? Should we crack on? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Okay. Three uh, topics. Yes. Three as, topics. As usual. Three big, big brains. Before we do, uh, just note that uh, a return of a feature next week. That we're very excited about. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Musquatch will be returning, won't it? Musquatch. Oh, oh, yes, it will. Fantastic. So With a bit of a musk catch-up. Yeah, because it's Fact. been a while. It's been a long while. And Elon Musk yeah. has been up to a lot of crazy stuff. For new listeners who are unaware, uh, yeah. we, we have a fascination, as I'm sure a lot of you do, with uh, the crazy billionaire possible supervillain Elon Musk, possible alien Elon yes. Musk. Uh, and uh, <laughs> he's just such a yeah, weird guy. Yeah, season one fans will be familiar with Musquatch. Yeah. Well, we we keep up to date with him. Musquatch. There's a yeah, yeah. nice little jingle. It's returning. Next week. Next week. But on with the show. On with the show. Here we go. Should we so roll the die? Roll that die. Remind me of the numbers. Am I two? You're two. I'm one. Joe's three. Okay. The numbers are in no, ne- no means representative of our status in the chamber. No, 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 not no, at no. All. Not at all. Uh, here we go, then. One. It is I to start. It is maybe being his season. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's like the opposite oh, of last yeah. time. Last season. Uh, who, who was it who set this one? I believe it was, was it you, Matt? It was Matt, yeah. And do you remember what it was you sent me? I do indeed. It was the uh, the chilly place, wasn't it? Yes. Antarctica. Antarctica. Ooh, that's a cold breeze. A whole continent. A whole continent. Icy. Oh, is it that was it? The world's fi- <laughs> was that it for the breeze? Uh, <laughs> it's very brief. Oh, breeze. it really cleared we, up. We just opened the door for a bit there and <laughs> shut it again. Uh, Antarctica is the world's fifth largest continent. Oh yeah. Did you know that? Um, no, I didn't know. It was I guess I, I no, as president. Home to around uh, one thousand people on average. It's not very many people, no. is it? No. Wow. Uh, with no countries in it, the only continent on Earth to have no countries. It's pretty funky, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's actually an archipelago underneath the ice. Like it's a. Like it's not just one massive landmass. Okay. It's one big landmass, but then there's like loads of little islands dotted around. Yeah. Um, Antarctica was first coined by geographer uh, Marina Satter, I think that is, in the second century AD. Oh, really? That, that long ago? They didn't know it existed, but they were just fairly confident there was a southern landmass. Were they just guessing? They were just guessing that there was one there. That's yeah. pretty cool. And that's where Antarctica. Uh, yeah, and they thought it was connected to. The what 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 they 
didn't know existed either, but they thought the southern tip of Africa and India were connected to a uh, a southern continent. Who was this? It's very presumptuous of them. There were just geographers back in the second show. That was just a, was a that thing that even the Greeks thought existed, just was, this sort of southern was continent. That, was that a thing in like ge- geography back in ancient times? It was like guessing, like, oh, we've not been there. I imagine there's like something yeah. that's, like, it's connected to India, sure, just a load of ice, I don't know. Well, no, they didn't. They just knew. They just thought there was some some landmass there, and that was sort of dashed a little bit when sailors first started p- being able to go around the Horn of Africa. Yeah, like around South Africa, and they didn't go that, south enough. Yeah, there wasn't any land there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the center uh of the Antarctica now is over three billion years old. Oh yeah. That's old. Yeah, it was one of the OG continental cores. So like when uh, all continents were sort of more more scrunched together. You know Antarctica goes way back. Oh yeah. Well, when it was Pangaea or whatever it was called. Well, this one was actually part of a different. Just after Pangaea, it was part of one called Godwa- Gondwana. God Gondwana. Gondwana. That's a good word. Then. And Gondwana was made up of uh, Antarctica, South America, Africa, India, and Australia. That's a pretty good mix. Yeah, and yeah, it was somewhere strong. over the equator, and some of it, some of Antarctica was in the northern hemisphere. Originally, that was three billion years ago. A side note on Australia, though, the original name for Antarctica, like in Europe and European like geology, from about fifteen forty-five, was Australia. Yeah. Why? It was actually called Terra Australis. What does Australia? Was Australia stem from? What's the meaning I don't of? Know that I can give it a little quick Google. Terra Australia. Well, Terra means Earth. Yeah, yeah, so. well, yeah, but what the, I know Terra means Earth, but it's Australia. What, is it, what does it even mean? What does it mean? Who knows? Help us Google. No, or Bing. Not Australians in English. <laughs> it's pretty terrible. Well, this, is, this is what we get for trying to research on the fly. You can't research on the fly. Yeah. You can't do that. Oh, it's Latin for Southland. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So that, so that was the original but it, but, name. But it's not the south, this land. Yeah. Antarctica. So it was it, mm-hmm. in the uh, late ni- uh, sorry, the early 19th century, as when authorities in Sydney changed the country's name from New Holland, and they just... Sorry, it. what? It was originally New Holland was Australia. <laughs> I didn't know that. And then they just changed it to Australia, and they just nicked it. And so Antarctica was nameless for 80 years. Australia nicked Antarctica's name? Yeah. Oh, that's a bit rude, isn't it? That is a bit rude. Wait, was this after they knew where it was and everything? So it was like, okay. Uh, not Well, kind of. But they knew it was more southern yeah, than yeah. they were. And, but yeah, they're yeah. calling themselves the most southern. The Southland. The Bloody Southland. hell, Australia. Um, but about 100 million years ago, Antarctica drifted and uh, Gondwana had settled over the South Pole. And that's where it stayed since. Yeah. So it's not Antarctica's barely moved in 100 million years. Um, pretty stable and at this time Antarctica was completely iceless and in many ways it was basically uh, a tropical continent oh really yeah there were dinosaurs there were 20 to 30 meter high forests all over it see this is cool giant six foot penguins (gasps) what What? yeah which I believe we covered slightly in the penguins section of a previous podcast I do remember doing podcasts about I remember us all being excited about the the thought of giant penguins. Giant six-foot penguins, which they worked out that they were six foot from a single metatarsal they found over a hundred years ago. What if they were just normal-sized penguins with giant feet? (laughs) Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure the geologists at the museums have deduced that that is not the case. Mm -hmm. Ooh, well, (laughs) I suppose I'll trust Mm, the geologists. But yes, that was about a hundred million years ago. And then, um, depending on the model you're looking at, but basically it's agreed it's around 35 million years ago, either it was either one single point or two points started to freeze. And then slowly but surely that ice just started to cover the whole of the continent, pushing freeze. the forests to the edges, uh, making sure that life could only exist on the very edges until 99% of the continent is now covered in ice. And the largest animal there now is a three millimetre midge with no wings. Oh, wow. So they've gone from six foot penguins to three millimeter midges. That's no the, what do you mean? That's the that's the largest animal. Yeah. It's my understanding that there's like no wildlife no. in Antarctica. 
Oh. All the snow animals you know of are like from the Arctic. Yeah. Aww. Penguins exist on islands around in the Southern Arctic Circle, but it's they're not, not actually on Antarctica. Not even a, a solitary seal. Uh, there might be a seal on like the rocks around it, but there wouldn't be any like actual wildlife that okay. live on there permanently. All oh, right, fair enough. Okay. Um, the ice. Uh, can you tell me how deep it is? At some oh. of the deepest points. How deep is that ice? I've got it's it in kilometers. Kilometers. Uh, three kilometers. Joey's going three. I have no frame of reference. Oh, uh, I wasn't expecting so to be right. Fifty. Fifty. No. Fifty. Fucking hell. Man. No, it's uh, ice is a five kilometers at its deepest. However, Joe, on average, <laughs> it is three kilometers. <laughs> Oh, yeah, see, f- yeah, 50 would be way too deep. Um, how much snow do you think it gets per year? Lots. In terms of precipitation? Uh, oh, what, what are you like doing that in? Centimetres. Centimetres. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Uh, what, like on an average? Mm-hmm. 200. No, it's only 5 to 10 centimetres of snow per year. Oh. oh. So that tells you how many millions of years it's taken to build up to 5 kilometres deep. Yeah, at points. It's pretty nuts. So, like, you think of so Antarctica Antar- is basically just like a cold, barren wasteland. It's a where it doesn't it doesn't even snow. It's the one of the world's largest deserts, an Ar- Arctic desert where barely snows and uh, very inhospitable. There's like a weird. It's like the weird one is Antarctica of the continent. Oh, definitely. What do you make of it? Tell you me. Know? Tell me more about this Mitch. <laughs> this this three millimeter tall Mitch. Yeah, like what what's that what's what, that guy's deal? What's like, he doing down there? Yeah, the when most it, barren. What does it live yeah, on? Actually, that's a very good point. Yeah, what, what the, the hell fuck is this Mitch doing? What I want? This... Hey, could they live off like bacteria and stuff? Don't they? Oh, what that's like cheating! Come okay, on, it's called the Bellinica Antarctica, the an- it, or the Antarctic Midge. If the Midge wants that lifestyle, it's not hurting anyone, I assume. Eating all the dirty germs. She's just what a loner, man. Like, is the only insect on the entire continent. That's lo- that, like I said. That's lonely. Yeah, just buzzing uh, about. They're, they're being asexual. A they're asexual. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Well, it's the only one that we know of. You know, uh, temperatures reach to like minus forty, minus sixty yeah. degrees Celsius at points. So they just they they get born hatched from the larvae or whatever and uh-huh. buzz around being cold for a few days I imagine and die. Yeah, all yeah. lonely. But what if out there in Antarctica somewhere there's something really cool? <gasps> a yeti. Yeah, maybe. They live no more than ten days, so. I think the yetis are meant to be from the Himalayas as well. Yeah, oh. but snow, cold. Yeah, yeah it's all the same. Yeah, yetis. There's exist. definitely yetis down there. You heard it here first. So. Ice, like as it builds up, flows from the center of Antarctica to the edges, and that's when it carves off and becomes icebergs. Yeah, so yeah. It's like slowly it, like getting it goes pushed down. all the way to the edges. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that moves at like a matter of meters a year to the big ice shelves. However, inside the ice, um, there are things called uh, where I've got it written down here. They're called ice streams. Ooh. And these are like streams of ice that can move up to like several kilometers a year. Yeah. And it's just like a little bit of water that gets lubricated. It lubricates the ice to move a lot faster. Because all of the ice on the continent is actually pretty much all... Well, a lot of it is sitting on a bed of water. Because it melts as it gets towards the bottom. Just from the Earth's heat. It's alive. It's alive. So it's like... The closest thing to think of it as... Think of the massive ice shelf like metal when it's just near its melting point. So it's still a solid... But it just needs a little push to be a, a liquid. So it's sort of a little bit malleable and it moves and it's like know. butter. That yeah. sounds pretty freaky, like like thick, like sort of viscous kind of ice. ice like if you water. like like from that Rube Goldberg machine where there's a bit of butter in halfway through it and a candle gets triggered oh, yeah. below it, it cheats the metal and the butter slides down. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I've now. seen that one. That sounds silly. Yeah. Rube like Goldberg machines are those like pointless machines that that trigger a series of events. Yeah, like really, really kind of domino effect sort of mad kind of crazy stuff. Okay, go music videos. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. They should go to Antarctica. Should okay go. Yeah. And do like find a yeti. Yeah, and do them teach it to play bass, and then 
everyone would be like, oh, well, they did it again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they're still not going to buy the album. Yeah, no. Uh, so the ice caps, well, the, when you dig down, the biggest, that, the furthest they've ever dug down is about three kilometers. Oh, okay. big ice drill and getting the ice out Cheeky. to check the environmental standards of, you know, throughout history almost. I yeah. love the frozen midges. And that gets them to about 700 million, uh, 700,000 years ago. Uh, but they reckon that if they got down into the deepest ice wells, they'd manage to be able to get ice from over a million years ago. And they'd oh. find some cool stuff frozen in it, right? Maybe. Yeah, like more midges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, have they found anything cool yet, though? Fossils. Fossils all over Antarctica. Um, from this time back when? Because from before. I it mean, I, I imagine that's how they know that there were dinosaurs there and stuff. Yeah, but they basically, as I was listening to this interview with this um, doctor who'd been there, and she said that pretty much every rock that you break into on Antarctica has fossils in it because there's that little amount of rock. Yeah. And there was that much abundance of life that that's sort of cool. just saturated almost. Pretty nuts. Um, yeah, but they, through doing this drilling, they've worked out the ice caps they sort of came and went until about you know, two or three million years ago. Yeah. So you know, for for a good few million years, it was just sort of like waning a little bit, it wasn't quite freezing over, and then it retreated a bit. Um, but then as uh as long ago as two hundred, uh, sorry, twenty thousand years ago, the ice sheet was another three to four hundred kilometers out than it is now. Mm. Oh right, and that's why global sea levels were at minus one hundred and twenty meters oh. for a while okay. in the ice age. And that's how humans managed to get across to Britain because there was no water in Doggerland. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, between Britain and Europe, there was a massive land bridge. Oh, imagine that! That'd because be crazy. sea levels were one hundred and twenty meters lower than they are now. For quite a while as well. No, yeah. That'd be cool. My whole community settled and lived in this land between yeah. Britain and Europe. That'd be pretty crazy. Imagine like just chilling outside in the garden and then all of a sudden a big tidal wave comes. <laughs> I don't know if it was quite like... I, think it was I know, I know. I'm not, I'm not a, ge- <laughs> I'm not a geologist, <laughs> whole channel, okay? The channel just flooded in yeah. one day. Yeah. Uh-oh, should have known. Shit. It did seem like there was meant to be water here. <laughs> <laughs> Explains uh, all the fish flopping about for <laughs> And, uh, yeah, they were basically undiscovered by humans until Cook was one of the first people to see some of the peripheral islands. Captain Cook. Captain Cook. Oh. He pretty much sailed, like, almost entirely around Antarctica without actually seeing it. By accident? Yeah, because obviously what you don't... Dick. They can't. Well, they can't get too close <laughs> back then because the massive icebergs. Yeah. And they had no wooden ships. Yeah, with so that attitude. <laughs> so they saw some of the islands, went all the way around. So they knew something was there. They just didn't have, couldn't get that close. But some of the first reports he sent back were that there were a lot of seals there. Yeah. And so the sealing, sealers, cl- seal clubbers, Sorry. came and. Uh, <laughs> oh, what are you laughing at? <laughs> it's just when he said like sealing, I was thinking of like you know a sealing. Uh- <laughs> and then I thought. <laughs> For some reason, I just thought raise the roof, and then he said seal clubbers, and instead of people clubbing seals, I thought of like seals at a club. It'd be a shit life being a seal seal clubber, wouldn't it? Like yeah. you go out on the boat for a week, you you just have to murder mass- really cute seals. animals. Yeah, yeah, and then that'd, be, that'd suck. They almost wiped them out, and then they moved on to elephant seals. Almost wiped them out. And Why? To whales almost wiped them out. Why? Because Victorians didn't yeah. didn't give a shit, did they? They no just beds. club all the seals, send them to China, they make them into slippers. Oh, what? Yeah. Yeah. Like furry seals. But, uh, so yeah. So that those were the first, they don't, there's no real records of where they went though, but there's evidence that they might have been the first people to actually get onto the onto Antarctica. Too yeah. busy murdering seals to keep proper nose. Humans exactly. turning up in Antarctica immediately start murdering. God Damn it, humans. Like, that's why we went there. At but least th- now, it's just scientific, isn't it? You said there's like a thousand people yeah. there about? Just there for research purposes. Oh, uh, yeah? The, wait, the- wait, wait. Was it Antarctica or was it the Arctic where that guy matched with someone on Tinder and it was uh, like another researcher? I think that like, was the Antarctic. I think that was Antarctica, yeah. Yeah, and it was like, an, she was like 30 kilometers away or something, but like they still met up for a little date in Antarctica. Imagine that. Adorable. 
How about that for your Valentine's Day story? That'd be cold, though. This will be going out a bit after Valentine's Day, but... Imagine if, like, they just did not get on at all. <laughs> yeah, in it, if, like, one you of them was, like, a catfish. You do not look like your picture. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the first person to officially have seen it was in 1820, a Russian expedition of uh, Fabian uh, Gitteleb von, von Gel- Gelingshausen. Oh, you nailed that, man. Very Russian. And yes. It doesn't sound and very Russian. Mikhail Lazarev. That now that's the Russian guy. Now he sounds cool. Mikhail Lazarev. On uh, on Vostog and Myrny, I assume that's the ships. They sighted the Fimble Ice Shelf. The continent itself, however, r- remained largely neglected for the rest of the 19th century. Um, lack of easy accessible sources, uh, resources and isolation. And in 1895, the first confirmed landing was conducted by a team of Norwegians. Norwegians! Norwegians. And thus started the race to the South Pole, which I haven't gone into because there would be that's, that's so a, much to talk about. Is that's that a, a whole other topic, topic, basically? Oh, that's like, yeah. Scott of the Antarctic and yeah, of course. all that jazz. Norwegians, though, so they like... Crack the nut as it was. They, well, they were the best Arctic explorers, the Norwegians. Hell yeah. Uh, obviously living so close to the North Pole. So when they heard there was a another South Pole. In the South Pole, yeah, let's get down there. I like Norwegians. If you want to hear more about Norway, we have an earlier episode in which one of us discusses black metal. Yes. Which one was it? Was it you, Steve? Yes, it was me. Yeah, you discussed Norwegian black metal. Is it episode two or three? I think it's two. Two. Of season one, yeah. Season one, the oh. olden days, but yeah, that, that's all I've pretty much gone on top. Just one last thing though is that the rays they reckon the reason that it started to freeze was can you, so. Can you both see this picture of Antarctica I've got here? Yes, so you see the little if you look at Antarctica, people, it's like a circle almost, and then there's a little bit that flicks out towards South, towards America. South America, yeah. And obviously, you could kind of tell that was at one point connected, okay. Yeah. And they're and they sort of it started to freeze over when that land barrier was broken. Yeah. And it became all isolated in the southern seas. Because as you can see, the sea goes all the way around it, and it's quite far away from any other land now. And they reckon that's what, one of the reasons, because it became so isolated from all other land masses. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. crazy. Steve, what about global warming and that, though? Well, that, again, I think is another episode to come on to. Because global warming and that? Yeah. What about it? <laughs> what about it? You've not mentioned it at all. That's because it doesn't exist, Jay. You've also not, you've <laughs> not mentioned the thing. The movie, the thing set in yeah, Antarctica. Yeah, the, honestly, All right, yeah. All right, yeah. I'm not. I'm not asking to mention every single thing in Antarctica. Tomb Raider like, three. Is that set in Antarctica? There's a bit of that set that in Antarctica. Film where all the Nazis like froze themselves in Antarctica. Yeah. And then they wake up. Isn't that a film? I don't you know. know like, oh, I, Nazis. I, I, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. But my point is that global warming. We gotta help the polar bears, man. I know they're not in Antarctica. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> But we've got to help the midges as well. Yeah. The Antarctic yeah, yeah. midges. Come on, man. We could start a charity for the Antarctic midge. Save the midge. Yeah. Save the midge, man. Look at that little guy. He don't want nothing. <laughs> he got no <laughs> wings. Yeah. He just wants to shiver and eat bacteria. <laughs> what a life. But yeah, that's all I have on Antarctica for now. Just a brief history of it. I liked it. I, like I come on to it. Uh, just because we haven't spoken about the environmental impact. Please recycle people. Don't recycle people. Yeah. I mean, do. Well, yeah, yeah. No, 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 Org- no. Like, but, like, not people. Don't recycle, like... Why not? Why not? What are you saying? Like, <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> Sorry, just... Throw people away? That, like, yeah, just throw them throw, in the black don't bin. Don't throw people... <laughs> Humans go in the green bin. Oh, God, come on now. Well, we'll be right back with the second topic, ladies and gentlemen, after this. Well, my daddy was a strict disciplinarian. When we'd done wrong, he'd strip us butt naked, lay us out in the sun, and cover our bodies with bacon, lean bacon. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Woohoo! Lean bacon. We're going into slightly warmer climates now. Yes. Away from Antarctica. Yeah, well, I mean, I suppose anywhere would be a slightly warmer climate, wouldn't it? Except for the actual really a lot quite warmer climate. Yeah, I suppose the North Pole. It's pretty cold, too. Yeah, it's a cold place, man. Shall we roll this die? Yeah, roll, roll it again. Roll it. Da, da, Let's da, see da, what da, happens. It is two. That's me. Yes. Smack. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, 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 whoop. It's the sound of the me. 
<laughs> okay, um... Ooh, what's that? It's a little clue as to your subject, set by Joe. Ah, yes, of course. What is the, that the noise of? That is the sound of a beaver munching on some wood, I believe. Mm-hmm. Who, who set me this topic again? Was it? It was me. Was it yeah. I did it. I set you beavers. Beavers. I think I said. I think it was at the same party where we set each other the difficult topics for the first episode because I just thought, like, you know, beavers are funny, aren't they? See yeah. what Matt has to say about beavers. Beavers are pretty interesting, as it turns out. Shall we get into it? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, okay, well, the genus, you know, the one above species mm-hmm. in the, what's it, call it? Uh, the genus is called Castor. Did you know they're primarily nocturnal? Oh, really? Yeah, according to Wikipedia. Oh. Well, I always assumed they'd be out. Beavers. Oh, of course. <laughs> I assumed they'd be bopping about during the day building the dams. No, no, they, they get up to that yeah. shit. They're, they're primarily nocturnal. Yeah. They, they don't like being out in the day, really. It's too... Yeah too overwhelming they don't have good eyesight oh. they rely mainly on all their other senses so in daytime and they're at a disadvantage really yeah because you know every, uh, predators could see them way more clearly mm-hmm. and um they like to like get away what but are yeah. some of the beavers predators what what would like go and chow down on a beaver i don't know i bet a bear would eat a beaver um yeah all, yeah. all, all the sorts of carnivores you can still hear it chewing humans as well we humans we fucked the beavers up but we'll get yeah. into that oh god okay sure yeah they're semi-aquatic as you know but they prefer being in water and they're technically rodents oh really they prefer being in water yeah oh yeah yeah crazy good for them there is actually two different kinds of beaver one is native to north america called the castor canadensis i think canadensis yeah something to do with canada because that's yeah. where they mainly are yeah yeah and then but uh, so the castor canadensis is um, in like Canada, North America, also northern Mexico in places. Oh really? Chihuahua. Ah. Um, and then over in Eurasia, Eurasia area, the castor fiber yeah. is a whole different type of beaver. These are two different species. They they can't interbreed. Oh wow! Do they look alike? Yeah, they they look really similar, but um, there's been like you know attempts to breed them and stuff. They have different, cro- they have different chromosomes. The Eurasian beaver has 48 chromosomes and the North American one only has 40. Oh, wild. Yeah, they're actually two. But they, they look very similar. Um, I'll just go back to beavers as a whole, though. Getting ahead yeah. of myself there. Yeah, they're the yeah, second yeah. largest rodent. Ooh, what's the largest What's the, fir- what's oh. the first wait, wait, largest? Wait, 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 wait. wait. wait don't tell me, don't like tell me. A, a wallaby. wallaby. Wallaby, no. Or a Wombat. kangaroo. Capybara. Oh, capybara! Oh. You know those cute ass. Yeah, those things. things are cute. Yeah, I like uh, quokkas. Is that what they're called? The quokkas, the really smiley ones. Yes, I, I've seen them. They're like smaller, aren't they? Yeah, they're really smiley. Yeah, Happy but things. beavers. Yeah, they're mainly known for um, like like uniquely for animals. They're known for like building stuff, aren't they? Building yeah. building dams. Yeah. And uh, did you know they also build canals, sometimes to like mm. transport things. Really? Things like, like, like they'll, what? They'll More dig wood out, for dams? They'll dig out little canals and like push the wood down it because it's easier for them. Huh. Yeah. Ever? And they'll only build... The dam is only a means to an end. They actually live in things called lodges. Yeah. And they'll make a dam so they can have an area to make a lodge. And then they'll make a lodge, which is like a little beaver home. Do so they, they, and it's like on the water. There'll be loads of sticks and stuff and they like live in it. Okay. And it's like a little half underwater house. Half. They can go up on the sticks. When it they hibernate in there, well, no, they don't hibernate because they don't officially hibernate. They don't go into like a rested state. Right. No. But when it snows and it's really, really yeah. fucking snowy, you know, all Antarctic, they'll get in their little lodge, yeah. and the snow covers it and stops the water underneath from freezing because of all ah. the, so they can still swim about and stuff, and they'll eat the wood. Oh, wood cool. is what they primarily eat. Oh, good it's, for it's, them. A, it's a myth that beavers eat fish. They don't. They they eat wood and like some um, like water lilies and like some veg. Yeah. That's sick though. Imagine like being able to make your house out of what is also your primary food. Yeah. Like if you could just make a house out of like you know your favorite food. Like if you had a house made of steak, but instead <laughs> of going all rotten and terrible, you could just like take a nibble every now and then, and it's yeah. fine. Yeah, their teeth grow continuously. They never stop growing their teeth because they're always 
statue in uh, a way. Oh, right. So does that mean like really elderly beavers like have massive, massive teeth that like, drag on the ground? Not if they've been busy. Like, oh yeah. Generally, course. they they keep growing because they have to, or they'd have no teeth. That makes sense. And also, their teeth are orange because they contain iron, ah. like way more iron than any other. Does that make them mammal. stronger? Yeah, yeah. Ah. Like having like metal reinforced. Yeah. Teeth, basically. Like jaws. Yeah. Sort so of like jaws. Not really though. Not at all, <laughs> really. How long do beavers live for? What's um, the average beaver life? Eight lifespan? years. Like, Fifteen years. Like a good beaver life. Fifteen years. Eight years. Twenty-four years. Ooh. Twenty-four Provided years. Something nasty doesn't happen. Yeah, they never stop growing throughout their life. What the Elderly hell do be- you mean? Some of my older beavers can weigh up to like twenty-five kilograms and be Oof, be, wow. be huge. Big boys. Yeah, big yeah. beaver boys. <laughs> big boys. Yeah, big boys. Oh lord. Big beavery boys. Oh, you're a big boy, aren't you? Oh, big teeth. Yeah. The word beaver comes from the old English word beerfor. Beerfor. Or befer. befer. And then there was lots of tracing those words back in yeah. time. But what did those words originally mean? Beaver. They didn't really mean much. Just. Well, like. Blah, blah. Well, you go all the way back through the. I don't know what the proper word for it is, but through the ancestry of the word, and you get to like etymology. Yeah, etymology. That's the one. You get to like some word that means brown. <laughs> brown. Like, yeah, like it's oh, an anticlimax. I was hoping it that's like originally mean like toothy git or something. No, that's why I didn't bother writing down all the etymology. Toothy git. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think beavers are gits, but. Carry on, anyways. Uh, are some of these facts surprising you? I don't know. What do you guys no. know about beavers? And yeah, stuff like which nothing. I didn't know that they. I assumed there were land animals that also lived, went in the water. Just enjoyed a dip. They yeah. can they, they can happily be on the land and stuff. Yeah, but you know, they, like didn't know they, like, they built their homes in the water. Yeah. So you wouldn't be able to keep a beaver as a pet unless you had like a little pool for it to swim in, like an exclusive beaver pool. Also, can you keep a beaver as a pet? Not that I know of. No. Because it's not, it's like they, the environment that they live and thrive in is so not what human, they, they want to live in the woods basically. Yeah, you just have to get you, it, you could it own, I guess you could like, wood. you could own some woods if you were, had, had a load of land and you could keep beavers on it probably, but you, you couldn't like be them, you can like cuddle them on the sofa and watch Game of Thrones. Beavers no. are pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah they are. The thing about the two species I thought was interesting. Yeah, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah, and there's differences between them, like I was saying. The Eurasian beaver is a bit larger, has a less round head. A less round a head? Longer body, a, bo- a longer body, sorry. Um, its tail is less oval-shaped than the American beaver. The North American beaver is better at bipedal locomotion, so they're happier on land than the Eurasian beavers. Oh, okay. Because they've got a slightly better body for... Than walking around and waddling. Yeah, for trucking a boot. They um, sound funny. Eurasian beavers have bigger anal glands Ooh. than the North American beaver. All right. Does, does that come in handy for them? Uh, yeah, well, yes, because on this we'll, we'll get onto the anal glands of the beavers. Yes, I've been waiting for this. Hang on. Beavers have been hunted throughout history for their fur um, and for their glands, their anal glands. Why? Why on earth would a human being want anything to do with a beaver's anal gland, please tell but me. But also their testicles, historically. Okay, so also the, the, why that? The beaver's anal gland, it's like a hormone thing where they mark their territory with it. Like they spritz their little anal yeah. hormones. Yeah. Gross. It's called castorium, that substance. And it's a vital ingredient in some upmarket perfumes. Oh. And like also a as a food additive. Oh. Vanilla. Ah. Vanilla. Beaver anal gland secretions. Can be used in lots of nice foods. So I've got some uh, vanilla ice cream in the freezer at home right now. You're telling me that there should be, there could be some beaver butt juice inside of it. Maybe. It's not like uncommon or weird, really, if you're in the know for for, yeah. for it to be in food. It's strange. Also, it's an al- an analgesic. You know, like a painkiller. Oh, okay, right. okay. Uh, it's yeah. also an anti-inflammatory and an. An- yeah. Yeah, it beavers, very useful. So if you're feeling user. unwell, just suck on a beaver's butt. butt. Yeah. Y- yes, that's official elder advice. If you take one thing away from this episode, no, 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 listeners. no, 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 don't, don't try suck on a beaver's butt, and we'll get, we'll get onto why later. <laughs> okay, we honestly, will. Uh, <laughs> I mentioned that the beaver testicles, though, um, they've been historically thought to have been like have, have medici- no medicinal oh, properties, medicinal. but quite. This is quite. 
beaver balls don't basically. <laughs> the the Yupik people, part of the Eskimo people. All right, yeah. yeah. Um, they, Inuit. They, they dry. Wait, they dry no. out beaver testicles and use them in like. They dry them out like jerky. Yeah, yeah, but oh. they don't, I don't think they chew on them. Yeah. Okay. They use it in the medicine ways. It's been used as contraception. Beaver testicles. I don't uh, understand I, I how. Don't. How. Yeah. Yeah, in Just olden hold them in olden times there was a thing because beavers were always being hunted for their balls. There was this, there was this like weird myth that people believe that a beaver will chew its own balls off, so that it doesn't have to be hunted for them, which isn't right. true. Beavers yes. don't. They're that. They're not that aware. Beavers, <laughs> beavers obviously don't chew their own nards off, but that was a common like old wives' tale for a while. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I really wish that there'd been like some weird saying that had sprung out of that, like Yeah. Oh, don't chew your balls off like a beaver or something. Or don't treat me like teeth. a beaver's balls or yeah. with their big teeth. Um but what what about beavers nowadays? What's going on? Because, well the Eurasian <laughs> What's beaver, going on, beavers? The Eurasian beaver was nearly made extinct from all the hunting. Um it was made extinct from the UK in the sixteenth century. Recently, we used to have them in the UK. Yeah, yeah, in the 16th century. Recently, um, there's been attempts at reintroducing them. There's a little contingent. Jesus. Sorry, I was wondering what that was. It's the beavers. It's biting, yeah. biting his own balls off. Yeah, I brought some oh. beavers along and they're just running about. God damn it. Because, well, these are the beavers from Devon. There's a little contingent that live in Devon. And there's some that live in Gloucestershire nowadays. Yeah. So there's some mild reintroductions. There's a lot more in uh, Scandinavia, yeah. northeast Poland. Cool, cool. Uh, is it called the Rhone? The river. Yeah. 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 There's a lot that live around there. The the North American beaver, like I was saying, from stretches from Mexico to Canada. Yeah. Big beaver. Yeah, yeah. And they're, <laughs> they're doing they're doing much better. Although they have been pretty brutally hunted as well. I can imagine. It's yeah. um they they've tended to there's been large areas where people just don't go. Yeah. They still eat their balls. No. They never did that. <laughs> that was a one-time thing. <laughs> one, then... one beaver ate his balls a thousand years ago, and no one shuts up about it. <laughs> yeah. Um. There's. Ah, oh, where's where's this fact? Here we are. Yeah, I've got a fun little trivia blast now. Okay. It's Ooh, all it's all been, it's all, blast. Been, it's all been trivia, but we're moving off the like uh, encyclopedia now, and we're getting into the the nuts trivia Ooh. section of. Wait, the... more facts about beavers' balls. Uh, maybe. Maybe. All right, I like yeah. them odds. We can just talk about them more if you want anyway. I mean... Okay, so there used to be giant beavers. Eight feet Ooh, long, 200 eight. pounds. And this ties in nicely to the Antarctic yeah, giant, the giant penguin penguins. thing. Who would win in a fight? The eight-foot beaver or the six-foot penguin? Definitely Ooh. the beaver, the right? Beaver. Well, Munchin. the beaver isn't eight-foot tall, is it? It's on the ground But it crawling. has its teeth. And the penguin, would it still waddle despite being so tall? And, like, neither would have much of an advantage swimming because they're both... Yeah. Pretty nifty at that. Yeah. Mm. 200 pounds, though. That the is. The eight foot beaver. If you think you know the answer, listeners, send in your answer on a postcard. Sounds like an old 70s porno, doesn't it? Eight foot beaver. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my shall God. We, shall we bang out some more trivia? The, long, the biggest uh, beaver dam ever seen is in the middle of Bumfuck Nowhere in Alberta. It's 850 meters long. It was initially spotted on satellite pictures, but, wow. but now one guy has been and like checked it out, and yeah, it is apparently fucking huge. No one else Jesus. ever goes out there. So Beaveropolis. Yeah, Beaveropolis. It could be like the Beaver Command Center, or the World the Beaver nerds. Operations. Did that one guy make it out? He's not been seen since, actually. <laughs> funny that you're not. I'm pretty sure he has. All the beavers have him now. Um, he is now one of them. The beavers were, for quite a while, thought to be quite monogamous. They do mm-hmm. fond like proper lifelong pairings, but male beavers uh, will go off and bang other f- female beavers. <sighs> Men. <laughs> and that's why we need feminism. That's why beavers that's why need beavers feminism. Need feminism. <laughs> the 2009 study found that, yeah, these, these beavers ain't loyal, man. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird study to undertake. All right, let's watch these beavers and see who they bang. Yeah. Doesn't sound like the worst job in the world. Imagine a beaver reality show. Like, okay, this one's good. This is the one I like. This bit of trivia. In 1948, in western Idaho, residents of some town there were having a problem with the beaver population and them being like all American. The fucking guns want to oh, just go cool. out there and shoot every fucking beaver. But the recent the the nearby Idaho Department of Fish and Game were like, no, you can't just go out and 
kill off the beaver population. We'll move them from the area. We'll relocate this little beaver population. 76 beavers. And they were like, how are we going to do this? And they eventually came up with this madcap plan to get some surplus World War II parachutes, gather up the beavers and parachute them into this protected (laughs) area in a basin. No No yeah. So they created up these beavers like over time and and put them in crates and parachuted them into this basin. Oh, wait, so the parachutes all... were attached to crates yeah, and yeah, not to be- in- all... each individual beaver. <laughs> all but one of the beavers made it. Oh, no, what happened what to the happened one? To... I don't know, it didn't say, but oh. of the 76 beavers, 75 made it and were scuttled out. And... That's pretty nice. good going. That's pretty good going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Parachuting in beavers, though. That's great. Their tails are multi-purpose. When they're swimming, their tail acts like a rudder. Uh, if a beaver gets spooked, it'll like dive out the water and slap its tail really hard against the water, and other beavers respond to that. That's like their alarm ah, signal. Okay, so, good, good. And they can go underwater for like fifteen minutes. So like, if oh. a beaver sees like a bear or something, it'd be like a slap, and everyone would be like, "Oh shit!" Fifteen minutes? Yeah, I had no idea about that. That's mad impressive. Uh, when beavers are on land, the uh, um, tail works as like a prop. It can like sit up on it. And it can also oh, right. work as a counterbalance when it's carrying heavy stuff in its is, mouth. Is it pretensile then? Um, it's not not really. They're just sort of like. Yeah. They is. They can move it, it but it's, it's not, like a dog's tail. Yeah. So I think. But not like, like a monkey's what, tail. They, they wag make. it when they're happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they and I don't know. That'd be cute. They have a third eyelid. Like what? They, have, they have multiple eyelids. The third one they can close on its own, and it's translucent and works as goggles when they're swimming. Oh, that's cool. That'd yeah, cool. that is pretty sick. They're That's so engineered, cool. aren't they? It's like, yeah, it's like God put so much more effort into the beaver than he did the human. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we are here recording a podcast. I don't think beavers could do that. Or could they? Not with that attitude. We should get a beaver on next week and see yeah, if it contributes. Da- <laughs> no, I was about to say Dam of the Elders, but no, Lodge. Okay, now we, Lodge of the Elders. Now we get on to the final chapter of beavers. Yeah, yeah, I know, this... This bit is dark, though. Beaver attacks. Uh-oh. It's got its own Wikipedia page. Uh-oh. The Angry Beavers. Be- Remember that show, Angry Beavers? Beaver attacks are becoming more frequently reported. Really? Did you know that? Yep. I did not. They tend to be quite aggressive. They'll go in if they feel threatened. They're angry generally. about their balls. Yeah, well, I'd be pissed off too. But they, they, yeah. if they, they, they're easily spooked, basically. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're in the woods at night. It's dark. There's a beaver. Leave it alone because it'll bite your nuts off. and that's that no 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 i've got some uh, final sort of like instances the the most famous beaver attacks ever did you know their teeth are long enough they can like bite off limbs in at times they'll go through limbs and stuff that's yeah big ass iron infused orange teeth in 2013 a 60 year old belarus fisherman died after a beaver um bit through his leg and bit through an artery Ooh. Yeah, Brutal. and it's and the media in the country reported it as like, oh, beavers, beaver attacks. Come on, fuck the beavers. But it turns out the guy had picked up the beaver like for a photo and oh. was like fucking with it. So the beaver chomped down on his leg and killed him. Don't fuck with beavers. Do not. Yeah, a Nova Sco- in Nova Scotia, a snorkeler was attacked by a beaver and had to go. Was hospitalized. Well, Jesus. snorkeling, you don't expect that. You yeah, expect rare because nice beavers fish. aren't usually in salt water, but this beaver was just to fuck with this guy, it seems. <laughs> it seems. Like I said, they're angry about their balls. An elderly Virginian woman was mauled by a rabid beaver. A rabid one as Ma- well. Mauled? Like, properly. She I survived. Probably, like, but ew, mauled. In Pennsylvania, a Boy Scout leader with his troop, the, uh, the Boy Scout leader was attacked by a beaver and was, like, getting seriously hurt by it, and all the Boy Scouts stoned the beaver to death. Oh God! Why is there not like a horror film about killer beavers? Exactly. Exactly. In Canada, like a husky was killed by a beaver. Like dogs get killed by beavers sometimes because beavers are like fuck off. Beavers are brutal. Yeah. The Canadian Broadcasting Corporation have said that this uh, recorded footage of a man recounting a beaver attack is their most requested footage of like you know. Yeah, that the is most crazy. requested footage. And then the final note that I've written on my in my scroll is just Mel Gibson the Beaver. Oh God, yeah, that was a thing, wasn't it? That was a film. Yeah, yeah, it certainly was. What? Directed by Jodie Foster, if I'm not mistaken. 
where Mel Mel Gibson's one of his many comeback roles, where what? he like he's, he plays a he's beaver. some dude. No, no, he's some dude, and he gets like a beaver hand puppet, and he learns to communicate through the hand puppet, oh, wait, and yes. sorts his life out with yeah. his family by like he's yeah. had a breakdown or something, and the puppet renews his life. God, I don't know. And that's beavers. Oh, excellent. Well, thank you very much for that, Matthew. So when you go to bed tonight, listeners, do not have nightmares about vampires or zombies. You should be fearing the beavers. They will bite you on itself. We'll be right back with the final subject after this. You're in the chamber. Welcome back. Oh, that was quick. Yes. No time at all. And it's just in time for your last subject, Joe. Yeah. Um, we, we have a clip. Oh, okay. See if you can guess what it is. Adults. He's really got to watch out for leaving himself a bogey here. That's not the issue now. There we go. Go on. Can you guess what it is? It's darts. That's it. That's it. It's darts. That's my subject, darts. Steve, you set me darts. Mm-hmm. You, I know you quite like darts, don't you? Well, quite. I'm not into the sport itself, but I will play it. As in, I'm not into watching it. Oh, yeah. Well, well, playing it's great fun, obviously. Oh, we have a dartboard mm. downstairs. In the chamber. Mm. The we, will, we do, we do. It's exciting. Anyway, I'll tell you about darts. If you're unfamiliar with darts, listeners, anyone out there, it's um, a game where it's a circular board and there's three darts or like, like little arrows that you throw at it. And it's like split up into sections that are worth different points. You want to know some other names for darts? Yeah, Ooh, go yes, on, hit go me on. with them. So, it's also known as arrows. Of a course. Game, a game of arrows. Game Fra- of arrows. Throwers. Throwers. Tungsten. Tungsten. Oh. And this is my favourite one. Dartsmith. 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 Dart- yeah, let's have a good old game of Dartsmith. I say, boys. <laughs> game of Dartsmith. Pretty good, right? Game of throwers. Throw the tungsten. But yeah, because... Um, anyway, darts, before it was like a game, they were used in warfare, obviously. They were like a weapon. Oh, right. Yeah, that's, that's true. In ancient warfare. Poison darts. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even before that, you know, there, there are examples of darts that are like mini javelins from like the Paleolithic era. So like, you know, cavemen sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Throwing darts about. And of course, we covered, uh, I covered Norse gods in a very early episode. Mm. I think that was early in season one. And of course, you remember the story about Loki tricking Hod into killing Baldur with a dart, with yes. a with a dart uh, that was yeah. made of mistletoe, which was like the one thing that could kill Baldur. So yeah, darts have been around for time and it evolved into a game of skill. Some speculate um, that it evolved into like a game through soldiers throwing short arrows at uh, into a cross section of a tree. Oh uh, right. So like circular yeah. Yeah. tree trunk or whatever. When they're bored on their campaigns and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as it aged and like more darts or arrows were thrown into it, uh, it would crack and that would divide it into sections. So some of you are, oh yeah, if you hit that bit it's worth that many points. That's okay. where people speculate, you know, it yeah. started off kind I of I can see that. Yeah, I can see that happening. So uh what what year do you reckon the uh dartboard that we know and love was created? So that's the Lancashire dartboard, isn't it? Because Yorkshire dartboard's different. I'm going to say 1901. Ooh, what are you going to say, boy? Uh, Matt? 1905. Ah, uh, Stevie has it. He's closer. He, he's not, he's not, you're not right. Yeah, Sorry. but you, you're closer. It's uh, 1896. I was going to go lower. Although, no. although it is disputed. Uh, but it, it's reported to have been made by a guy called Brian Gamlin. And um, Brian Gamlin. He set it out in the way it's set uh, to punish inaccuracy, apparently. But apparently, there are different versions that are possible that punish inaccuracy better. He just than... wanted to punish. But well, yeah, basically. Um, but th- this one is like fine. Like mathematician, there's been loads of like mathemati- uh, mathematical papers written into like yeah. darts and like the optimal optimum dartboard. And the general consensus yeah. is like there's lots of different like you know better versions of the dartboard that than we have, but the one we have is fine, basically. Yeah. That's the It's not attempt. certainly not a bad attempt. No, of course. So uh, before World War One it was big in pubs. It just started becoming big in pubs and you know guess what the early boards were made out of? Just wood? Yep. Elm. 
Ooh. Um, is it just painted on? Like uh, a tree trunk or something? I guess so, yeah. But uh, anyway, it was messy. They had to be soaked overnight to like heal the wounds in the wood. <laughs> but it was really right. popular anyway. And uh, uh, the first... Um, like non-wood board like mass produced was made by a company called Nodor Nodor uh called so because they were they made they made modeling clay and Nodor meant no odor there was like uh, odorless modeling clay Nodor and they uh, put out this start board made of clay nice they tried to break the mold with that pardon the pun <laughs> it doesn't get better than that. No. Uh, but uh, it didn't catch on. Oh. So they started making elm dartboards themselves. Huh. Which I find weird. This company that's like clay. It's like, all right, let's try to use our clay well, to make a dartboard. We're in the dartboard game now, so we're not giving up. Yeah, let's, let's go back to wood. That's silly. It's silly. But um, yeah, so that was 1923 that happened. Um, so yeah, and then it evolved and it's made of... I've, I've not written it down. I've forgotten what it's made of now. Some spongy thing. <laughs> That's all you're getting. You can Google it yourself. Some spongy thing. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. It's a bit like cork, isn't it? But something like that. It's not that, but no, no. Yeah, it... yeah. I don't. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I you... mean, yeah, darts. You know, you... dartboards. Yeah. Like, you don't need me to tell you. No. Anyway, let me tell you about how darts I'd, are like. I'd love to hear you try to describe a dartboard, though. <laughs> well, there's 20 bits around it, and they're all split into... There's, like, just the bit that's worth however many points it's worth. and, and <laughs> Look, was, you know... That was terrible. Everyone knows what a dartboard's like. Come on now. <laughs> Come on. But anyway... Um, There'll be that one listener being like, fuck you. Google it. Yeah, yeah. That's Sorry. Cool. Okay. So... Oh, right. Let me tell you about the first purpose-built darts. They were all on. one piece and made of wood. Really? Yes, Wait, really. The wood went into the wood? Or was this when they made them out of the clay? No, I think the wood went into the wood. Oh. Did they have the flight on? Uh, They had uh flights made from turkey feathers, yeah, oh. and a strip of lead for weighting reasons. And a strip of lead. They were known as French darts because they mainly came from... Canada. <sighs> Haiti. France. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no, you don't give get that noise. A good noise. Don't give, me, give yourself the bad noise right now. Yeah, okay. I will not stand for this. There you go. Okay, good. Uh, but yeah, so um, they first started making the barrels out of brass in like uh, 1906. I have written down here. Is that right? I don't know. But they still use wood mostly up until the 50s because I guess it just didn't catch on. I don't know. Easier, mm, yeah. cheaper, probably. I've got all these notes. I've got just got a particularly funny <laughs> sentence here. I'm not even. Yeah, shafts were often fletched. <laughs> <laughs> that's... Are you sure that's to do with that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you go off topic there? Fletched means like basically like having a flight but inbuilt. Is right, like okay. the easiest way to explain that. Yeah. Uh. Until plastic caught on until uh, in like the seventies, that's like when they were mostly like, and then like you know pretty much everyone had like a plastic flight and like a little bit there you could put the flight. So a modern dart it ends up it's made out of four parts: the the point, the barrel, the flight, and the shaft. Oh, nice, nice, keeping things exciting there. Yeah. And you know what? Okay, so uh oh, here, here, get the noises ready, the wrong and right noises. Cool. All right, um, how? High from the floor, does the bullseye have to be? Oh, nice. The bullseye being the middle of the board, of course. I'm going to say... 1.5 meters. Well, how long? 1.5 meters. In feet, please. I have it written down in feet. Oh, shit. Sorry. Six feet. Uh, Four feet. And Steve gets it. It's 5.8... Well, five feet, eight inches. Ah, oh, this is exactly my head height. Oh, there you go. It was intended to be exactly eye level for a six foot man. That's why they did it that ah, way. Okay. Um, you will never get this, but whoever's closest will get the point. Uh, not that the points matter or anything. Uh, how what far? Are you saying? So the oki, which is yep. the bit where the uh, the darts player has to stand behind when he's throwing. How far away is that from the board? Twelve feet. Matt. Eight feet. 
Oh, Matt is closest by a while, yes. So it's seven feet, nine and a quarter inches. Right, okay. Mm. This length was apparently a compromise because a lot of different nations had different rules. Mm. I'd have loved to have been at that meeting. Yeah. I mean... Not like one country going <laughs> in like, no, we have always played darts, stood ten feet away from the board and we're not fucking playing it any other way. Okay, what about seven foot eight inches and a quarter? <laughs> I think we could all agree that that is a sensible distance, yes. Fifteen. Anyway, darts became, started becoming professional in, the, in 1973. There was the BDO formed, the British Darts Organisation, which had like a deal with the BBC, so a lot of their darts okay. were shown on the BBC, a lot of their tournaments. Um, nowadays, it's part of the WDF which is the World Darts Federation along with organizations from over 60 other countries nice uh big up now there was a big split in darts i didn't know about all this okay so basically uh during the 80s it was, during like the early to mid 80s it was like the heyday of darts yeah. it was on telly all the time it got coverage in world of sport uh you know that ITV show that also showed yeah. wrestling and stuff um Sport, it was a big sport, but it started getting like a bit of a reputation as a bit of a joke because like players would smoke and drink while doing it and stuff. Yeah. It got parodied on, I think it was not the nine o'clock news, was yeah, it? Yeah. The uh, stereotype of the, the fat darts player down in a pint while he plays. Yeah, and because of that stereotype and that preconceived notion of what it was, you know, and it being like just a pub sport, really, sponsors started dropping out, uh, got less and less television coverage. BBC just had wanted less and less to do with it, basically. Um, and at the same time, um, like, the players were getting screwed over a bit, you know, the, because of all this stuff going on, the prize money was getting less oh, right. and things like that. Um, and basically, a lot of the players had the opinion that they just weren't doing enough about it. The BDO, the British Darts Organization, they were just basically letting it happen yeah, and not fighting back. Um, so they formed the Darts Council. Ooh, a load the of these, Council. yeah, a load of these players. They formed it in '88 uh, in response to how the BDO were conducting their business and stuff. Uh, and you'll never guess what happened in 1989. Did they win? No, the BDO banned drinking. While oh, playing, oh, no. can you imagine? So that pissed them off. But the final straw was in 1992. Uh, the BDO really did. Quit. They also banned smoking. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't. I didn't, I didn't see that anywhere. So I don't think they did. But basically, in 1992, uh, they really quickly like released this um, a VHS tape of the the 1992 World Championships, right? With highlights from like four or five of the championship games throughout the last decade. So basically, like, loads of right. darts players like playing games on this VHS, and none of them saw like one penny from uh, it. Yeah. So that was like the last straw, basically. And the uh, the, the the darts council uh, became the, the world. They, they renamed the world start the world darts council, and ah. uh, broke away from the BDO and Shit. as their own darts organization Shit. taking 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 with them the 16 top players okay. nice that's a... every single former world champion <laughs> left except for one oh. and the only reason he didn't was because he wasn't active he was retired excellent that is that is an insane bargaining chip yeah absolutely crazy absolutely so, so crazy. what happened next yeah, so all 16 of those players as well were banned from competing oh, for the BDO. Of course. In it. The BDO had too much hubris, I think. Yeah, they basically, uh, throughout the 90s, there were like legal battles and stuff and people trying to get more sort of um, leeway for the players so that they could play in both. And there were a few attempts at like doing like, you know, Grand Slam, like cross promotional championship things and stuff well, like, like that. making it more like wrestling like a raw versus smackdown kind of yeah dealio. it's funny it uh, does have quite a few parallels of wrestling like yeah. it was shown on world of sport uh it was mostly used to be done by fat men um, <laughs> well this has been a nice dive yeah Do you but, have any um, more for us, no yeah i got a bit more i got a bit more uh the 
2007 was the Grand Slam of darts, the first one, which was like the first like major thing where like both were in it. Right. The PDC hosted it, so the BDO players were invited to be in it. In 2000, the PDC basically like just donned it uh, over BDO. It's, it's like BDO is like considered like the inferior thing, but yeah. some people like consider it better just because it's older. It's that yeah, kind of yeah. thing. Got the history of it. Yeah, but in 2009, the PDC made a one million pound bid for the for it for the BDO, but they were turned down. Uh, but they they won basically in the end because just in August of last year, the BDO lifted the restriction on PDC players. Uh, coming into effect in October, so now, nice PDC players can go play in the BDO and it's no problem. So, uh, it's a few more things. How about Phil DePower Taylor? Probably the most famous, definitely the most famous darts player yeah, of all yeah, time. Yeah, I know. Yeah, to me, yeah. Now, how many world championships he won? Twelve, sixteen. Steve-O is absolutely correct. It is sixteen. No. <laughs> yes, sir. Two BDO ones, fourteen PDC ones. Uh, the next most. Uh, for men, joint is Raymond Van Barneveld and Eric Bristow. Eric Bristow. Both, both with fa- five, just five. <laughs> second so, place is five. Although I say second place is five, Trina, the golden girl Gulliver, has ten. Mm. Well, she counts. Yeah, she counts. It's funny, I didn't look too much into it, but women in darts is a funny thing because there's no like split division, but there are yeah. women's championships for it and stuff. But I think nowadays they're trying to make it more of a... It is odd. It's, it's not a news story anymore when there's a woman at the World Championships. Yeah. They've been around for a few years, but it's just the the numbers are... Obviously, yeah. it's like the, 90% blokes. The normal arguments for splitting a sport by... Sex don't really apply in darts. No, not at all. I tell you that Trina the Golden Girl Gulliver, she has an MBE. Uh, Taylor doesn't because his was annulled before he could receive it for an indecent assault charge in 1999. <laughs> Two women aged 23 and 25 went back to his van after oh. an exhibition match. They went back to the darts player's van? Yeah, he had to pay they... a £2,000 va- fine. For what? I don't know. It's an indecent assault. Just wrapping it up, here's some good dart nicknames. That's another thing they have in common with yes. wrestling nicknames. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Eric Bristow, who I mentioned, he's known as the Crafty Cockney. Of course. Phil, Phil the Power Taylor, of course. Yeah. Scott Waits is uh, Scotty Too Hotty, which is a wrestling thing as well. Scotty Too Hotty Waits. Yes. That's pretty good, that one. Uh, John Part, uh, Darth Maple, because he's Canadian, which is pretty great. Also, yeah. Pretty uh, good. Stacey Bronberg, the Wish Granter. The, w- <laughs> the yeah. Wish Granter. There's, this one's one of my favorites. Keith the Fella Della. <laughs> okay. Keith the Fella Della. Uh, two more. Scott Mitchell, Scotty Dog. And Tony oh. David, the Deadly Boomerang. No. Just thinking that's you're not playing darts right, Fast. Yeah. And when they did Darts of Comet Relief, Bob Mortimer's was Bob uh, Bob Carpets Mortimer. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I love that. What would your what would your darts name be? Uh Jack the Tack. Jack the Tack. I said Elliot. Jack Attack. I said Jack the Steam Piston Stevenson. Yeah. yeah, that has a good ring to it. Because you, you throw him in when you're playing darts. Oh, yeah. You should see him. Matt the Beaver Haig. Yeah, yes. yeah. Sure. Insists on using an elm board. Yes. <laughs> really old school. And when I lose, I fucking chew the board. <laughs> yes. Wonderful. Well, um,. Should we go play some darts? Yes, we got a treat for you, listeners. Wow, yes. Okay. We're going to go do that. We'll see you in a second. All right, well, we're here. We're at the The dartboard now. Haddon Octagon. Yeah. Yeah, part of the chamber. Yes. uh, A cheeky round of tungsten. Yes. So Uh, we're just going to do... A quick throw of darts. Yeah. Yes. We're just going to do, like, one each. Like, as in three three throws each, but, you know, one score. So here we go. I'm up first. At the Oki. Joe, uh, what did you decide your name was? Um, I don't think Joe got a name. Oh. We were in yeah, what did I decide? You come up with one. Joe, the beer drinker, pa. Ooh. You like that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. accurate. It is apt. All right, cool. Okay, here, he here we go. Coming up to the Oki. Throw the first start now. He looks confident. Oh, I. Eighteen. Eighteen on his first throw. It's more than Joe's managed in his first throw in the past forty rounds. <laughs> Probably not wrong. <laughs> there. Second dart. That's a double oh! eighteen. Oh. oh my god! Totally meant to do that. <laughs> it's 
must be thrilling for the listeners. Oh, yes. Do you think we used to listen to darts on the radio? I don't know if you can listen to darts on the radio, You can, can you? listen to anything you want on the radio if you set your mind to it, and <laughs> if it's on the radio. It's experimentally. <gasps> oh! And it's out of 25 out oh. the ball. Oh. Okay, so... Canopy score, Joe. Three, 318s is 54, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then plus a 25. So... 79. 79. Nice. Ooh. 79 for 79 Joe. 79 points for Joseph Park. Who is me. All right, next up. Next up to the hockey. Matthew... Uh, what did, we, did we give Matt a name? The Beaver. Yeah, oh, the yes, Beaver. that was it. Matthew, Matthew the, the Ma- Beaver Hay. Chewing it. through the board. What did you get? 79, Joe. 79. There's right. no way I'm getting higher than that. Watch him get two balls in a row. Uh, 19. 19. Well on his way. 18. Or is that an 18? I can't tell from here. I believe it's a 1, but... Could be a 1, could be an 18. Anyway, the final here. Final throw. 20. Near the triple 20, not too far off. 39 plus 18. It was an 18. Which is... Uh, 57 57 oh good stuff still not enough to cap the beer drinker and now can Steve maybe take a take a cheeky win of it <laughs> the steam wonder. piston the Steve the steam piston four, four. It's not a good start 12 12, 12. Five. Five. Oh, yeah. Tw- 21. 21. Blackjack. And he wins. Yeah. He got, got blackjack. You both went bust. Hey, shut up. <laughs> That's not how it works. Hit you me. know it. Well, let's return to the studio and discuss that cataclysmic darts championship. Away we go. And here we are back in the studio. It was a lovely, enthralling uh, round of... Uh throwers there yeah yes. we we had the darts chamber constructed just for that podcast mm. segment and i am the uh well the inaugural uh chamber Cham- champion championne yeah well done how about that joe the beer drinker par nicely yes. contested so that was 79 points for me matt the beaver hague uh 57 points and uh <laughs> and jack the steam piston stevenson yes jack the steam piston stevenson bringing up the rear with 21 it was uh pretty good darts is a good game i you know it's the kind of thing you go to and get pissed at isn't it yeah that's what i'm gonna do next year then go alley pally get pissed yeah. at the darts wonderful it's a good plan it's a yes. good plan that's w- why it was so mad when they took the booze out the, i know when the video banned the booze weirdos man weirdos well, hopefully we'll come back to it again on episode 180. Oh, come on. That which, would make sense, wouldn't it? Which is going to be a non-stop dart. Yeah. We're, we're, we're claiming that now. Hopefully we don't get dartitis. <laughs> no, that's an actual thing. Yeah? Apparently dartitis is when like darts players just like have a something oh, like wrong with them. They, no, no, no. It's just like they lose their mojo. It's oh. literally like that. It's like a it's, it's psychological thing. Wow. Well. Hopefully it won't happen to us. We'll see you next week. Last sign-offs, gentlemen. So, yes. Yeah. Next week. <laughs> yeah, that's... Leaving you, it with that. Leaving you will it with see that. Us. <laughs> you, will hear, you won't see us. You'll hear us. You might see us. If you won't know it's us. If you're in the studio us. window. Yep. Don't Who the do fuck that, is that at the window? It's one of our many fans. We're on the top floor. Get down. It's dangerous. Yeah. Right. Must well, watch them more next week. Yes. On Chamber of the Elders. Goodbye. Goodbye, the chamber of the chamber of the elders, chamber of the elders, chamber of the elders.